You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Come and join us, ladies. Hear the latest gossip, news, relationship issues. Talk juicy. Slay. Juicy Dolls, and welcome to all our juicy listeners. This is episode number 48. Hey! <laughs> okay, guys, so today we're going to speak on how to recognize mental illness in a relationship. Uh, recently, uh, Kanye West was on the new Dave uh, Letterman, Letterman show, and he was uh, just speaking on you know, how he feel about his mental illness and how basically he said he has a, how he put it, he has a sprained brain. And when different stressors in life, I'm kind of, you know, summing it up, but different stress in life kind of breaks it, you know, and that could be stress from, you know, your work, stress, you know, especially on his level, social media, you know, things, people saying things. But in life in general, People still have what I can, you know, I can use the phrase as well, a sprained brain, you know, on, you know, in a sense where um, you're sensitive to a lot of things that most may not be as sensitive to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing on our show, we do have a licensed therapist can really dwell more into this topic. But we all, I think, have as individuals in life experienced certain things in our area where you feel like, oh, my God, I'm, I feel like I'm going crazy. You know, certain stress happened in your relationship where you see things that you personally may have done it yourself. You know what I mean? Personally, you may have um, did things in the relationship where you probably went overboard. You know, especially as women, you know, even when we, I think, get so focused when we have a partner that's cheating, we can get so focused on being a detective, we lose sight of things. You be like, uh-huh. damn, I ain't cooked dinner. I'm up here trying to be a, a ninja in the right. night, going through d- grass and flipping through bushes and <laughs> get a UV light on them, um, on his right. clothes to see if you see these stains and smelling everything. It's just and... you know, it, you get so consumed. Yes, and then he could anything could be. He could be innocent doing something, and we just do a switch. And uh-huh. now, now we're accusing him of something he's not do- even doing because our mind are just so focused on that pain and that hurt. And it could take us to a dark place. Right. But I'm just talking, that's in general, all women. But some women can take it even farther. And, you know, when they do talk about putting your hands on a man or I remember years ago hearing about a woman who, once the guy moved on, he she actually killed, you know, the guy uh-huh. and his new partner. You know what I'm saying? Because it yeah. can't go that far. Um, but also in a relationship dealing with a man, I know we all say, "Oh, girl, he crazy." No, girl, he is something. Really is wrong. That ain't cute. That ain't right. I mean, so I let you know Yvette talk more about it. But you know, we all got some stories where, and even I just want to say this on Facebook, y'all. Y'all kind of telling on yourselves too, because I'm like, 
Yes. I think something's wrong with this person. Like you know, things that people are expressing on Facebook and saying a lot of stuff that just seem like. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are expressing, but you probably need to take a little bit more further and seek help because it's like, no, this ain't normal. The stuff that they be talking about, things that people share, it's like I guess it's cut to me. It's kind of like a a cry for help. What you think? Uh-huh. When you hear people say different things on Facebook and. Subliminal messages. See, I think when people wake up, right, that's the first thing they go to. It's what, Facebook? So, yeah, so their minds are probably all, like, they, the first thing you need to do is probably meditate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Pray, get centered instead of going to Facebook. Expressing Social media, period. Instagram. Media, yeah, just, but some people don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Their way of letting out is by sharing mm-hmm. their process with the world because they're thinking that, Somebody on here is going to express that they care for me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's to get the reaction from someone else. We're looking to be liked. We're looking to have sympathy. We're looking for people to show this tremendous amount of respect and love out of what my situation is. And even though your situation is personal, but people tend to take it to social media a mm-hmm. lot because they just want to. They feel this is an opportunity for me to express myself. But some things are best left unsaid and not to be shared all the time especially on social media mm-hmm. because you don't know uh, who else may be dealing with this uh, situation but at the same time it could be helpful because I could be going through the same thing you're experiencing and then I'm hearing the words of other people and it's giving me a different type of encouragement mm-hmm. so it's a twofold thing it's just yeah. all about how it's looked at yeah and and who you're like I say because you don't know some people have friends who's not helpful on Facebook. Everybody not your, literally is not your friend on Facebook. People just have friends just to say they got Girl. so many people that follow them. I so, don't know who half of the people are on my Facebook. Yeah, like, that's why I really don't post because I don't know half of the people. And it's like, I, I don't even talk to you. You really want to know who I am. You know what the best feature is that I found? What's, What's that? that? The birthday reminder. Um, really? Because every day when that pops up, I'm like, nope, I don't remember you. Gone. Nope, I don't oh, remember that's you. How you did. Gone. That's nope, how you... don't remember you. Gone. Oh, I remember you. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I That's just, a good I way of looking at it. Yeah, that is because I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I, I really don't know everybody on on mm. Facebook. But you know, I think it's very. But I think that is true because you know a lot of especially with suicide. I, I've been hearing that a lot lately, and I hear a lot lately on Facebook that a lot of people are seeing these messages of basically it's cries for help. That they don't literally, people don't know how to, especially in the younger generation. Especially uh-huh. the black community. We don't oh, seek, we yeah. don't seek help. And they seek Do social not. media. Basically, people don't seek help. They seek social media mm-hmm. and they try to fish out and see, but basically, which, which is a good step because people it's are a expressing. Good step, but then at the same time, it's, um, it's not always good because some people give, the wrong information yeah. and then you mislead a person and then the first thing that happens if something goes wrong from what you have said to them yeah. then it's your fault so, you know what I'm saying so it's- I've I've been saying um, somebody, someone will write a post and their whole family say pray about it sometimes you need more than prayer baby you need uh, yeah, human connection that you're not seeking in your family yeah. or your cousins or your boyfriend. You yeah. yeah, or somebody outside of that outside circle. Your family. Because yeah. sometimes family can be biased of the situation. Yeah. And because yeah. mental health has been such a, uh, such a stigma, especially in the African-American community, mm-hmm. that 
A lot of times they think, oh, if you're seeking help, you must be really crazy or something's really going on. Yeah. You don't need that. All you need is Jesus or just talk to Big Ma or just talk to this person. You should be fine. Mm -hmm. They don't push it and say, no, you need to sit down with someone and talk because there's something going on. I mean, we have talked about it numerous times before of how we have all had maybe a relative or something that somebody may have lived upstairs or in the attic mm -hmm. or wherever it may be. Mm -hmm. And they, oh, that's just such and such. Let him be or let her be. And no one ever tells you what the situation mm -hmm. is. And you grow up like, oh, my uncle just slow or my, oh, that's my cousin. She a little off. But you have no idea mm -hmm. of what the mental illness that's behind of what she has. No one ever expressed it. No one ever went to get that's help true. for it. I, I they just left from there. It's mm -hmm. not funny, but I had a friend and like growing up as a kid. Her uncle lived upstairs. And one day, all these years, we had to deliver the food. I'm scared because I ain't never saw the man. <laughs> Been over her uh -huh. house, doing backflips. Make it all the time. Never saw. She go through the door and go, eh. and there goes some friendly guy just like, hey, you know, he just took his phone. <laughs> Shut the door. I'm just like, who is that? <laughs> He's been here this whole, like, I was just scared to see him. He was just a skinny Smiling guy, you know what I'm saying? I'm just right. Like, why, don't don't why know why he's up here like this, man. Why can't he, man. Eat, why can't he eat dinner at the table? At the table, why do? Why because do, he probably threw a tantrum, and they did, you know, not know how knowing to how to handle it. Yeah. The best thing for you to do is to stay to yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone talks about the rise of autism, but the thing is. It's because we don't put a name to things till like late in the game. Mm -hmm. After these things have been out, we have we just we were so used to calling people just mentally retarded, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that is such a terrible word to use, but that's exactly what they were called. You didn't have really a name for half of the things that was going on, yeah. besides your normal uh, bipolar and you know mm -hmm. those things of that nature. And mm -hmm. now. People take bipolar and they just use it to their Run advantage. With it. Yeah. Now it becomes everybody's bipolar. Everybody's bipolar. Literally, oh, because you have yeah. a change of you know your mood change. Oh, now you, you bipolar. You bipolar. You bipolar. No, understand the definition and what you're putting on the person. Just don't say something because it's the new term or it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Or so many people are saying, "Oh, I've been diagnosed with bipolar." Probably so, but then sometimes it's not even bipolar. Sometimes it's just the simple fact is you have a mood disorder, you have a personality disorder, which a personality disorder is like is bipolar, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that you fit every category of bipolar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they want to fit into everything. It's, it's a large spectrum. It's large, but everybody want to be in it, though. You know, but now we're dealing with so much, not only just with the mental illness, we're dealing a lot with substance abuse and mental illness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that go hand in hand. A lot of people that use also have a mental disorder. And a lot of times they use because they the shut the thing, they don't know how to feel normal. And so to them, use and help them to feel like they're normal when they're completely not normal. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way of covering up things or they feel to stop the voices in their head. It keeps them calm. It makes them more relaxed. And that's just not the truth. Mm -hmm. And I, so I wouldn't say that. Huh? I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say what? Because when I smoke, I actually, like, I'm calm. Like, when I smoke a little That's bit. That's marijuana. There's yeah. a difference between I marijuana. I was about to say, that's not true, because I noticed somebody who always had, like, mental, always had mental illness, but never would go seek help. So I'm in that category of people. I made an appointment, but I had to cancel because I had a performance. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm sad to ask you, what was what's more important? The performance. Um, okay, well, yeah. I had to do my makeup and hair and all this stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> marijuana, yeah. So I smoke a little bit, I be calm, and I be good, you know? 
But it helps me. Every, everybody don't have the same. I just found my process though, yeah, and that's the thing. But see, everybody yeah, is yeah, different, yeah. so everything doesn't work the same no, for no, everybody. No, no, no. I just found mm-hmm. my process. I, I finally, I decided, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna get out of this. So I meditate. You know, I, I have to wake up even if it's like five thirty in the morning, uh-huh. and light my candles and sit in silence and meditate and listen to ocean sounds. and there's nothing wrong with that I mean sometimes you have to find things outside of the box to do that works for you but at the same time it's still good to see someone so you can be properly diagnosed and you can properly know what you need to do and what you need to look for. Yeah, it's about taking that that, that first step. Yeah, because you know when the signs come back up then you're like my meditation is not working or this is not working right now because regardless of what you're doing, when something creeps back up, it creeps back up regardless oh, of what's going force. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about being able to recognize your signs mm-hmm. or when I know I'm about to crash again. And also I have spotters. I call them spotters. So when they spot me, like acting, acting you know, I feel like people with mental illness need somebody to say, hey, what's going on? You act a little strange. You're not acting like you did a few weeks ago. So uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. you need to surround yourself with support. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have no one, you know, this This is where you really seek help, where you seek a therapist. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing. A lot of times. Hobbies. What do you love? Exactly. What is it mm-hmm. something Get that you can do? Get out that house. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's hard to drag someone out the house who's suffering from depression. And people think that it's just a... Uh, an issue where you should better get up and move. That's not the oh, truth. Oh, no. Depression, that's the last when it, thing you want to do. That's the last thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. When depression hits hard, it hits. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do to make that person get over it. And people mm-hmm. think it is really that simple, mm-hmm. and it's not. But those things are not to be ignored because mm-hmm. in those stages, that's when you have your suicide. Mm-hmm. Because now you're at a place that you feel that mm-hmm. there's no hope. You don't see anything. You're not listening to nothing. You're not hearing anyone. Yeah. All you hear is your own thoughts and how bad your life is right now. And it's hard to get from that. Yeah. So it's about having compassion. It's about having support. And in therapy... And even a lot of groups that I've done, I have always talked about who is your support system? What is it that's around you? Who supports you? How is your family life? How is the life of your friends? What is those connections for you? Because it's always important to have people in your life who's going to support you. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, don't get me wrong, I am a strong believer in Christ. But he gave us these different things here for a reason for us to help each other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, we want to tell people just to rely on their faith and rely on it's God. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't and work depression, for them. You lose that faith. Yeah. Right. You so you just rely on And he's on your not own saying I'm not here for you. But at the same not, time, yeah. right. God is trying to show you there's people that are placed in your life for that particular reason and mm-hmm. for to help you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't look at that. They just mm-hmm. think you can just pray your way out of things. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Prayer is a powerful thing and it mm-hmm. works and it helps. But also it's that tangible thing that we need. Something that we can touch, feel, and know that it's like right there. That when I call you, you're really going to answer. I can mm-hmm. hear a voice on the other end. Right. You know, right. and sometimes right. that's what we need to pull us up out of different situations. Mm-hmm. As well as the prayers that go hand in hand. Yeah. But... Some people just look past a lot of different things and feel like, oh, I don't need a therapist right now because this is going on. It's too much. Or mm-hmm. I don't want to pay. Um, I don't want to take out the time. I don't want nobody in my business. Yeah, I don't want to tell me what I need to do. I'm just completely embarrassed. Right. I mean, because even in relationship, like you, when you see no. your partner, yeah, pe- people are embarrassed. I, I, and then and a lot shamed. of it is it, it's not going to work because nothing ever works, right? So or, a lot of doubt. 
it with doubt, doubt, and a also doubt. a lot of doubt, but also you just feel you don't want everybody, like I say, in your business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want, because, you know, you already got enough things going on in your life. The last thing you need somebody else in your business sharing things that you feel like, you know what, you can't help me. Why am I wasting my time talking to you? I already know what I got to deal with. I've been dealing with for years. It ain't never changed. It ain't going to change. And that's kind of how you get in that stoop. You know, and then that's how you can recognize your partner because it's all in the mind, literally. And and and, and you can see, and especially if you have a partner, you see them, and you can see the change in them, and you can see basically, okay, okay when someone see, you can see them literally sinking deeper, uh-huh. and literally deeper into something where they can't shake it, and that's where you need to. Sometimes people can't; they sink, they so deep in their head, uh-huh. they can't come out. Basically, like like in uh, what is it? Go get out. They going in that sunken oh, place. Oh yeah, going in the sunken place. And literally, people are yeah. walking around in this sunken place, and they they functioning. You think they're they laughing? They laughing. Go out. They ha- but when they get that time alone, it's, it's awful. so it's a mess. Uh-huh. And that's because a that's a mask that we mess. wear, and it's so unfortunate. And especially when we're in relationships, we put on yeah. a front. We put on this face. That's not real to the world. And that's because that's what we're used to doing. Mm-hmm. We're used to showing face and not thinking about what's really truly going on. Yeah. And so we don't know um, of how to actually be in a place of being vulnerable and reaching out for help. Like we was mentioning about the people that go on social media and reach out for help. Sometimes it's just the it's the wrong audience at times. You don't know who you're speaking to yeah. and you don't know who's replying back to you who actually got your best interest. Right. And so a lot of times though that's what make that platform not always the good way of trying to seek help. If you need help, then find the help because it's available. There's so many therapists and so many different things out there nowadays. All you have to do is Google anything and you can find what you need. You can even go on YouTube these mm-hmm. days. It's so many things you can find to get the assistance that you need mm-hmm. or find someone that you trust that can help you out in your situation. And mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say things like, um, or no one understands. Literally, there's somebody going uh-huh. through some, the same yeah. thing. Whereas there's literally people who understand. I see that. People don't want to understand. Yes, they do. Well, that's how right. you feel when you go on things. Like, no one you're can so help alone, you. Baby. Yeah, basically, Emptiness, you're alone. emptiness is an awful feeling. It's an awful It is. Feeling. You feel empty. You feel empty mm-hmm. and, and, and and helpless and hopeless. It's, it's, it's and I awful. see a lot of, a lot of, I see a lot of this in African-American women. Um, especially going through postpartum and can't shake it. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of women, I've had babies who are over a year still going through this dark space. You know what I mean? And it's like, dang, you know what? She, you know, I'm talking to them and they're like, yeah, I'm still, I can't shake it. Basically, that's what they say. I can't shake it. I can't get out of this. I don't know what it is. And it, and they do work. They have the other kids. They come home. But then at that, at that moment, they're like, I still can't shake it. I'm just going through the motion. It's like a robot. Mm-hmm. You know what you got to do. You do it. You go to work. You get your kids. You feed them. But you feel like a robot because it's not you. You feel so empty. You feel like no one understands. You feel alone. You feel sad. You don't feel joy. You know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, what is that? You know, they don't get it. They don't understand it. They, they just feel like, you know, I've been dealing with it, but who can I turn to for help? You know what I mean? And some have now, some have sought, sought, uh, seek, you know, sought, sought, sought out, you know, therapy. 
But, you know, some just, you know, some people sway away from it. Because, again, it is that stigmatism of, unfortunately, uh-huh. speaking to somebody. But some people only need that one time, that one session to say, hey, just lay it all on the table. And sometimes, I mean, to be honest, some people... We have a lot of therapists out here, yeah. and some of them are just not good. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> They're not. You know, they don't mm-hmm. practice their craft, and they don't really care about people. It was just, oh, this is a good career. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get involved. Or they get burnt out themselves, and so you can. they cannot give, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of who they are to that person because they're in a place of burnout. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're ineffective. And so a lot of times people leave, and because at the same mm-hmm. time, we are such a uh, a quick generation nowadays of where we at in life. We want everything fast in a hurry. Mm-hmm. We want the we, we want you to describe, you know, prescribe what's going on with me right now. Give me the medication if I need it right now, and that's Make it. Me happy. And that it's does me. not work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes time because we you're talking about when you're going through therapy, we're digging back in layers of your life. As you know, some people have even corned it and turned it as looking at an onion. You know, when you, you got to peel back so much of it. And so when we're constantly in a place of trying to peel back of what's going on, you're not going to get a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to go through the layers of your life to figure out where did the trigger happen? Mm-hmm. What happened to bring you to the spot? Was this something that always been going on in your life or is this something new that just recently occurred? Mm-hmm. A lot of times things are traced back to your youth. Everything. It's not always just something that's current. Yes. Yeah, so, I say, I say so that. What, that's the that's so, my key. Whatever's wrong with you happened when you was a child. So what I did. <laughs> so what I did was I did. I started my own therapy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I started. I literally started my own paper. I had a notebook, and I wrote down birth. I, I did a chart on myself. I don't know if this is normal, but I did a chart on myself, and I did um, stems. Uh-huh. And then I, when I got to the issue, I wrote down the issues, and I started working on them. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. Because I'm like, I'm crazy, but I ain't that crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I can get over this. You know, you can do yeah. it. We, so we have the power. Took, took yeah. for, so when my brother died, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Shit got real, real uh-huh. quick. I was like, oh, right. oh, let me get my act together. Just mm-hmm. in case, because I don't know when my time is coming. I need you to. You never know. Live life yeah. and live in the present moment, mm-hmm. which I didn't know how to do. I didn't. I was always thinking um, about the future instead of processing the now uh-huh. mm-hmm. and realizing how awesome. Like now, I know life is awesome now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it, a lot of people. You know, have begun to try to teach people to practice mindfulness because it helps yeah. you to focus on everything that's yeah. in the now. Because when you're so focused learned, of everything else, yeah, I just learned you lose learned you lose life because you lose, you're no longer living. I lost living. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I lost a lot of it. You're so focused about okay, what's going to happen here, there, and there, and you're not concentrating on here and now. I forgot. Yeah, you can't worry about. You're it. not worried about how you live in life and. And what's so funny with mindfulness is that in the Bible, it talks about don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, take care of itself, but worry about your present time. Mm-hmm. Just live within the day. Mm-hmm. And we have taken that and we have not made that a part of our lives because we've been so much focused of always saying, even when you at a, at jobs, they tell you, oh, what's your five year plan? Well, I haven't even thought that far about five years. I'm actually thinking about what's my plan right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember they used to ask these questions. I was always wondering, why are you asking me my five-year plan? If I say the wrong answer, are you going to fire me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put people yeah, at a different yeah, dis- yeah. disposition because it's like, okay, well, how do I answer that? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see myself working for you in five years, but if I tell you that, how is this going to affect my job or my raise? Mm-hmm. So how do I get past this question? 
And so we ain't got to a point of where we want to set up our lives and make these timelines like for said, things like, we need like to meet. Say prepare for uh, retirement. What? Like, oh, I'm about girl, to, I'm about to party hard right now. <laughs> exactly, because you don't that? know. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I don't we, know. But see, a lot of that comes I from pay for a car repair. How about that? <laughs> exactly. But you have to think about uh, it. A lot of those behaviors do. and things that that have come about happen based on life experiences of what they experienced in their yeah. life. And so what happened was they took it and said, oh, okay, well, let's run with it. This should be able to work for everybody. And yeah. that's not the truth because they have taken something because they have went through the Great Depression. They mm. have been in slavery. Well, generation is out cold anyway. I'm they were talk completely out cold. I don't want to talk about them. They, they, they some hardcore. They can they handle can, some stuff. I mean, like my mother generation, hey. they can handle it. They yeah. handle it, Death but at the same time, <laughs> they handle it in a different way. But it's not always the healthiest. It's way. not. No, it's because po- they're the po- they need to call that instead of the what they, what they call the baby boomers. They need to call them the poker poker face. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they lie to you quick. Mm-hmm. They've been raped, molested, they've been everything, drugs, everything. They've been homeless, living on the streets. But yeah. they won't tell you nothing. They've been know? abused been mentally, abused. physically. I mean, it's been and so they, much. And been, and they, and Poker they, face. And they won't yep. tell. And they won't tell their children all they've been. And that's no. the issue because that 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 generation was a generation where they don't tell. They didn't tell nothing. They don't tell anything. And then they turned around and taught us the same way. Don't yeah. tell. Don't talk about it. What happens in yeah. this house stays in the house. Yeah. But hey, but daddy just, you know, not my tooth out. Right. Don't say nothing to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Keep everything in the house. You keep everything in the house. And yeah. this is where situations begin to build up. Yeah. This is where it starts stemming, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that. I think that's the core of. Of everything, I think you really have to just recognize. Like I say, sometimes it just you look feel in the like, mirror. That's why I did. I jump. Oh my god! <laughs> I said, Who's but that? you do have your moments. So face I mean, yourself as a it's a beast. It's like you have I'm your moments. You, like you get if so. You are going through it right now. Turn your phone off. I delete, don't go on, I de- don't, don't I go on social media. I deleted Facebook. Yeah. Delete your. That's the wrong I mean, thing. Just. Get it off your Except for talk juicy. Except for talk juicy. Still, really? still keep podcast Detroit. <laughs> your Don't lose that connection. Don't lose that. But you're, you're that I'm telling you, just look in the mirror. Do you look like you? That's the first thing to go. Okay, so as a therapist. Because I so, look like me. What I don't is know a, who the, what, who the hell that was. What are the tell signs of, you know what, this is more than you just having a bad day. Like you having more, what are the tell signs in a relationship where, you know what, honey, I think you need to seek help. So a lot of times what happens is that the person becomes isolated. Mm-hmm. And once you see them kind of isolating themselves away and they're usually a more outgoing person, then all of a sudden they kind of withdraw back. And it's like, okay, so what's kind of going on here? And then once they begin to withdraw, their conversation changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes about things that's maybe a little bit more too serious. And mm-hmm. it's like, why are you always, you know, so serious about everything? Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's going on? Or also, too, um, they begin to drop a little bit in their hygiene. They don't care as mm-hmm. much of how they look, how they dress, how they smell. It just becomes like, I'm just here. And so these are some of your stages that you have to watch, and especially the conversation is mm-hmm. a key point because people will always tell you, especially when something is truly going on with them and how they talk, mm-hmm. because you can see the expression on their face and they're so serious and then they have a blank stare. Blank. And so we are taught to look at the effect, um, effect of a person. And that means what is the effect? What is the face? What is the body language telling you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people talk, when they're experiencing some type of mental breakdown, it's very flat. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you look at them and talk to them, it's really no emotion. You see a void of emotions with them. I was but, like that for a full year at work. Can you imagine? I'm like, what? Hello. That's all I was actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how am I still working here? <laughs> yeah. Hello. They're like, you good, fam? <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you want? You yeah. Know it was just really bad. Yeah. I mean, just really bad. So I say for the single parents, for the single parents, if your kids is saying, can you please get up? That was alarming for me. I was like, huh? Please get up and fix me something to eat. Please. That's, I was like, oh. Oh. Okay. Now, now this has spilled over a little bit too long. <laughs> Let me right. clean up. Now, if your kids are noticing things like, mommy, are you okay? Daddy, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, but kids would pick, pick kids would pick it up faster because they they, sure they, they, yeah. they watch and they see yeah. a difference in their parents. If you're sure not playing do. with the kids, right. or joking. if you're not if you're not being that person that they know know you to be, yeah. then it's like something's not so, right. What's wrong with mommy? For the right. single, daddy. For the single okay? parents, if you are struggling right now, mm-hmm. look yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Do you look like you? Do you feel like you? Are you thinking like you? Because that other head, that, that voice in your head actually came from your childhood. It's actually your mommy voice, your daddy voice, your uncle sure. voice. It ain't your voice. It's somebody's it's voice. It's not yours. Sure. But at the same time, you find your voice. Help. Get help. Find don't your sit voice. on it's your, it's don't sit on yourself and know that you are more important than what you allow yourself to believe and to think. Mm-hmm. You have to take mental health serious. It is the same so as serious. if you go to the doctor because you're sick because you feel there's a pain in your stomach or whatever, you have a bad headache, a migraine you cannot get rid of. It's the exact same thing. The only thing is there's it, it you know, you have more of a physical attack when you're sick that way, but at the same time when it's your mental illness, it's the same exact symptoms. You still have physical You can have a yeah. physical you body stroke that's going on. Just exactly. like John Singleton died at fifty one. Yes. You know, you people stroke out. I mean that I always tell people I think I was talk, talking to you about it. As people go to the dentist, they go to see their doctor, I think annually like to have annual dentist appointments, annual uh, physical appointments. They need an annual mental health appointment, right. and I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that's not a norm. You know, you know that's why insurance be a norm. because insurance wouldn't pay for it at first. They just yeah, now getting on board to say, okay, we need to pay for more things with mental illness because yeah. and you find so many people. Right, you need to check. Hey, how check. you doing? What's going on? What happened this year? So you know? we've been talking about adults for a while. What about the children who've been committing oh, suicide? Oh my God! This did you know what I I play? I think you know what to me personally. I hate to sound like some old woman talking because of social media, but honestly, I think social media plays such a major part. In this, because again, growing up, I didn't hear as many kids. Again, we didn't. Again, it wasn't social media, but it still, we still had the news. The people yeah. reported out. It wasn't like this. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you didn't hear all these kids committing suicide because I think it, I think the stressors of life. They looking at social media. They're getting bullied. Not just we don't get bullied in school. They getting bullied on <laughs> yeah. social media yeah. from different people. Different. They coming at them at different angles. Your brain can only take so much. Yeah, because you can't. Developing. You talking about? I'm leaving school and now I'm at home on social media and I'm still getting bullied. Yeah, it's I too much. I can't run away from the people that's bothering me. It's They're too forever much. there. It's you know, too, like, and it, and it forever stays. On? It stays. Social media, you know, you can be friends. You can cut somebody out, be friends the next day. That post stays. But then also, too, and, and parents, this is not a shot Virgos. against you. Huh? 
The statement only go for Virgo. You cut somebody out and be friends and listen. Babe, we cut you off. And we're glad <laughs> Virgo cut you off, though. It, mm. But then, yeah. yeah, in a way they would. Not really, though. I, they, I, they I, I do. Try. I try to. It's, 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 but you were surrounded by Leo. So I hate, I can't stand Leo. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I know. Really? I mean, all my Leo, and I have nothing but Leo friends. And they know how to be like, girl, but come and, on, and let's go to me, Yeah, and it's, and it's over with. And I, and I have no choice but to get over it. That's how I go. I, 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 I act tough. But I literally had no choice. Nobody listen to her. They don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like plankton sometimes. You know why? Plankton. Because Leos are very aggressive in nature. And so a lot of times we just control, we like to control things. And so regardless of how you think you may feel, it's like, girl, we're going we to stop being friends because of this. You know, we're just going to push past it and keep it moving. But I don't do. want to, though. Like, I'm <laughs> deal with that shit right here now. I ain't got time for that shit. You know, know. why? Be- also, too, Leos are, and you know, I am a Leo, so maybe that's why I'm, you know, Boosting it up some, but we are extremely loyal to a fault. Mm. And because of our loyalty and our friendships, we hold it at a special place. And when it's ruined for us or something happens in that relationship, that's when it's like, okay, now I'm going to cut it off. But we yeah. give chances a lot because friendships and things means a lot to a Leo. Yeah. And so that's why we hold on to them. But when they're damaged into a place where you there's no repairing, we cut it off. Well, it's Gemini season, so everybody be quiet. It is Gemini okay. season. Thank I'll you. Wait. I, I say my foot Virgo season. I had a couple of Gemini's, you know, in my family. Yes. yes. Virgos. Virgos is a special person. No. But back we to are. the children that okay. dealing with mental illness, <laughs> that dealing with bullying and all this suicide that's going on. It's a lot of suicide, you know, and like I was saying, I, you know, parents is not a shot at you, but it somewhat is, you know, take it however you feel. Um, I like to be straightforward. I'm not the type you know, of person that sugarcoat things for anybody to make you feel good. Sometimes I would if it's necessary. But the thing is this. We don't teach our kids enough of coping skills. Mm-mm. What we do no, is say just let them be. Worth. I never, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember one self-worth conversation no, your worth. You know how powerful that is? But the thing is, Aww, I mean, you can't no, say that because I was. You're nah. my sister from your, like, from nah, a mother. Nah, like, but from still, a sister. I'm an older that sister. That don't count. It don't count. It don't count. It don't count. I swear to God, it don't it count. Doesn't. What? You know oh, why? So because I'm either though I'm hearing it from you. Sister. Sometimes I need it from my mother. You I need it from, it from her. I need it from my dad. I need somebody to, to validate Girl, me. I just move past that shit. That's it. That's one thing. Just some shit you just ain't gonna get. What time? You're not gonna get. But at the same time, I'm just talking when about you're talking about moments. That when kids, the, when kids, yeah. and even adults, if you don't have <laughs> any coping skills to deal with life That's true. and situations, you find yourself in a place of becoming down and being the victim all the time mm-hmm. because you haven't found a way to navigate through so it. So no, no, no coping skills. No coping skills. Yeah. And so, regardless, if I tell you how great and wonderful and beautiful you are, but if your friends down the street who you take more validation in their words, because when kids at a certain age, they no longer listen to what parents has to say. They're yeah. listening to their peers and so if my peers feel that I'm this way or I'm dirty or I'm this or I'm that it must be the truth and that's why I'm kind of I'm instilling my daughter now Cut them bitches off. I literally say that. You know, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and I said, "You know, you don't need them around you." I said, "What would be a good show?" I said, "We cut everybody." Huh? You you actually say cut everybody? (laughs) (laughs) No, because at the end of the day, if you. I, I try to tell you know what, but you have to like. I, I got to talk to my daughter raw because again, did, did we in a day and time of social? No, media? you talk to me raw, but you still, huh? <laughs> it's it's still a little. Uh, 
She still don't get it. I see that in her. Oh, she gets it. She get it now? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. She gets it now. You know, as she gets it because we talk all the time. And that's a good, you know, we, I'm trying to keep that open dialogue with mm-hmm. her. And, and, when, and when, when certain things happen, she's like, oh, my, you was right. At first, she tried to be defensive. Yeah, she that's, did. And she, she be did. defensive. She still, you know, she tried to be in the beginning. And now when she see what I was saying she, came about with the little friends of her, she's like, oh. My, you was right. I gotta stay focused. I gotta do. That. I'm like, yeah, because you know when people get jealous, yeah. when you when they see I you doing things, I'm like, your mama be when on it. You, when you be th- I said you can't go to these certain places with certain people because they're jealous of I you, and they can yep. put you in harm's Same way. Yep. People, that's put, people that's put you. I said, I told her. I said the devil works in kids too. Don't do, I tell her that devil work through anybody work who's through a, anybody who's an open who's an open vessel to work right. through. And then also too, you don't know their home life. You and know. if you don't know their home life, you don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know you're, her mama. Exactly. I just so seen you're her at dealing the birthday with anybody. parties. I don't know what they do the day to day. So exactly. what do you suggest for parents uh, who have uh, preteens and teenagers at the moment who are yes. inward, who are tied them up because these kids are some different. No. <laughs> just playing. But I know some, but parents, honestly, some, parents, some parents have talked to me about that. Their kids are isolating themselves and yeah. they're isolating themselves. even in a house you forget their home yes. that's a that's a bad sign hook, hook. you never yes. let your child get into a place of their being solitude by themselves mm-hmm. you have to begin to do things with them take them out mm-hmm. they're still young so you have the, you have the you have the reins to say okay come out your room let's talk or let's go out mm-hmm. the best way to talk to kids a lot of times is give them something that they're interested in to talk to them about so if you're riding in the car, they cannot escape the car. So you, they have no choice but either talk back or try to ignore the situation. Mm-hmm. But they can't do anything when they're riding. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone's calling. Oh, I'm like, what is see, that? Noise? See the number. Can you press it? <laughs> I'm sorry, One guys. second, caller. <laughs> Don't hang up, caller. We have to. Well, caller, just call, call back. back. <laughs> <laughs> we wasn't we, ready for that. We weren't ready for that one yet. I don't know who called that. Oh, can should you I see? Sit over here? Can you guys hear me? Can you yes, see the number? Who called? Can you press it? <laughs> Dave should have taught me this. Oh, she's yeah. the new engineer for the night. Go yeah. ahead, Cleo Blue. But with kids, they do isolate themselves and they pull themselves away. Right. And uh, what happens is a lot of times as parents. We notice the signs, but then we don't because we're right. so caught up in our own lives that we forget that something is going on with my child. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing to do. You see okay, it? caller. Okay, caller. Just keep hang calling. Up. Just keep calling. We got to wait with us for a minute here. Hang on. We got to wait for Dave to come back in the room. I'm sorry, guys. We don't know how to answer this. Is it some on that side? You see it? Caller? Caller, how are you? What's your name? Hi, how y'all doing today? Oh, <laughs> we already know. Hey, Lulu. <laughs> that's Na- that's Nada. <laughs> That's who? That hey, was Nada. Caller. Hey, caller. How you doing today? What, what you you have any concerns about the topic? What is the topic? I just oh, know. no, no. I know. We, we was I deep in it, too. You, you, you. We're talking about mental health and uh, with relationships, <laughs> and now we're talking about it with kids. What what as a parent? Oh, okay. What as a okay. parent do you suggest? Like, if you see your child going. Um, being quiet and inward, how would you work? isolated? Isolated. Yeah. How would you work with your child to help them and to get them help? Because we're talking about main now. We we basically talk about mental health and suicide, and and now we talk about teens. Uh, a lot of teens okay. that commit suicide. Um, 
you know, as a mother, what do you suggest if you see your kid isolating himself and not being themselves? What do you suggest to other parents or if have you been through it and what have you done to help your child? Well, I would say um, communication is first key. I have been through it and I haven't really shared it with anybody. Okay. And something that I did not know that one of my kids, one of my children have tried it. Mm. And it really broke my heart because I didn't see the signs. Mm. You know, for to secrecy, not to say something because this person didn't want everybody calling or saying anything. But in the midst of it, I ended up writing my child an email because I thought that's how I expressed myself. They didn't want to talk about it. So I expressed it in the email. I apologize for my behavior, any signs that I missed oh. and let the person know that their life is valuable. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody think that it's not. If you have any issues going on or any, or any difficulties, find somebody to talk to. Even if it's not me, even if it's not their father, my sister, anybody. Because it's like they feel like my family is not trustworthy. You tell one person, mm-hmm. they tell somebody else, and then that person brings it to their attention. So it's like, I don't tell nobody because it's always getting around. And I experienced something with my daughter. When I was going through a divorce, she was very quiet, didn't really say much, like it didn't bother her. And she had a challenge day in school, uh, maybe a few months ago, and they had to write what was their challenges. And she texted me and she said, Mom, I finally cried. I said, what you mean? And she said, about you and my daddy. And I said, okay, we'll talk about it when I get home. And she had me a letter. And it said, I apologize to you that I wasn't, I didn't believe you that you're my best friend and my daddy hurt you. And I didn't know how bad it was. And it bothered me that I can't focus anymore. So I had to talk to her and I told her what me and your dad went through was between me and him. Yes, it affected the family, but at the same time, he still loves you. And what we're going through is not a direct hit toward her. So it's like sometimes we don't even know what our old kids is going Mm -hmm. through. Ask him, we think he's doing the right thing, but our kids are hurting. Mm-hmm. And you know, it broke my heart for my child to tell me that because I had no clue at all. So now it's like I'm always on. The, I'm always watching. I'm always asking questions. And I'm like, can you just please stop? That was last time. I'm, I ain't that way no more. But it, it bothered me because I thought I couldn't share it because I didn't want to betray my child's trust. So I kept it to myself. This is the first time I really shared it. Wow. Okay, well, thank you for sharing because, you know, a lot of parents, that's what we were saying, a lot of parents are going through this. A lot of kids, I don't know, like, like growing up, like I say, I feel, I don't know what the cause may be. I'm thinking, personally, I feel social media plays a big part. And, and I just don't remember, personally, I don't remember hearing on the news, I'm just talking about person in life in in my circle. Definitely not in my circle of friends, or even in nearby schools, or oh, somebody committed suicide. I never heard of that growing up. I uh, never seen right. it on the news. You know, um, only thing I may have heard growing up back when kids were, you know, uh, you know, saying they was homosexual and they didn't feel belong. You know, they did. You know, they didn't feel. And even though that's still today a case. Uh, but growing up, I did hear that. But that was like the only like isolated cases where kids really didn't feel like they was part of life. Like they no one loved them. They couldn't be straight. They couldn't be, be themselves. They just say, you know, I'm just want right. to be out this world because I can't be who I truly am. And you know, but I, that was like them them cases where I never. That was it. Yeah. But see, the thing is this. Only reason I don't blame social media because um, 
working with kids, and I have worked with um, children for a good while um, as a therapist, and I have come to find out that a lot of the issues stems from the parents. Always. It stems from the household. It don't really have anything to do with the kids that's bullying them. That becomes another problem. That's a different type of situation. But a lot of times it's the parents. And because we get so trapped and so engaged and engulfed in our lives that we don't look at their lives anymore. And once when they're, you, you, you know, you think about it, when you have a baby for the first time and they're infant, every time they cry or they need or something happens or they fall, we go to their rescue. We're there. Mm-hmm. We're holding them. We're comforting them. We're giving them the love right. and support they need. But when they get to a certain age in life, we back off. So it's yeah. like now that they're crying for help or they still say, I need that support. We're no longer interested or invested in that anymore. Yes. Now we invested <laughs> in working. Speaking of that, like when the uh, wow, just you just cut me off. I'm I was sorry. I'm there. just saying. Just just saying. Like when we become teenagers, you know, most black communities, you know, you're on your you're on your own at 18. But I think that's the tender. No, moment. it's not 18. It's yeah. younger than that. Yes. Yeah. yeah or, or maybe younger right. than I that. I was I was younger doing. I was young. So, I was I wasn't even a teen. So I think I think it. You that, know what I mean? I handling right. business. As that, I was young, handling young, business. I know early that. 20, that's what we. I think we need. When my oldest daughter began to experience mental health issues, it was at a point that I was just. Um, I was in school. I was in my bachelor's program for psychology, and I didn't recognize a lot of the science until I began to read it, mm. and then I started seeing different things that she was doing, mm. and then it began to dawn on me something is not right. Mm-hmm. And I need to pay more attention. And then I started noticing um, cuts on her arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I asked her, I said, hey, you know, how did you get these cuts on your arm? And she was, oh, I fell against the bed or I stressed myself uh, playing volleyball, basketball, whatever that it was. It was all these excuses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's lying. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to confront her and tell her she's lying. Mm-hmm. I need her to be comfortable enough to come to me and mm-hmm. let me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep watching and asking her each time I see a new cut what happened. Mm-hmm. So she'll know that I'm aware of it, what's but going I'm not going to push her with it. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that she, when she was becoming a lot more isolated into herself, I knew there was problems. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to address them because I was new to the field. And the only thing I've been taught uh, growing up as a um, as a child and into a young woman was to just pray. Yeah, You know, so I didn't know a way of handling her situation. Mm-hmm. And so um, even talking with my sister and like, hey, you know, there's some issues going on with her. I don't know what's happening. I need somebody to take her and talk with her because she's not sharing with me. Mm-hmm. And so once um, I let it, you know, let it ride and just kind of let her know that I'm there, she wrote me a letter. Mm-hmm. And she told me that she has been cutting herself for a couple of years now and that, um, she needed help because she doesn't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, That's my powerful. God. It was yeah. powerful because mm-hmm. your, your subtle notices yeah. was, was like magnified. She it was, was magnified. Like, oh, and I, she was like, oh, someone sees. Someone mm-hmm. sees that something is going on. Yeah. And so what I started to do, I started, you know, um, you know, her her dad wanted to take a different approach. You know, first she's like, oh, let's put her on medication. Let's do this. No. Oh, she's going to be locked yeah. up. Yeah. You know, we need to, yeah. she needs to stop playing volleyball. I said, no, don't take her from what she loves because that gives her an out. Mm-hmm. Let her be able to have a place mm-hmm. where she's able to have that out to express herself and get some of her anger out. Because when you remove things from them, it makes the situation worse. Yes. And so I kept her busy. 
and doing things. And when I noticed that she was falling back into a depression, I started taking her out of her room. If it means let's go out to dinner, let's go for a ride, let me teach you how to drive, let me show you this. I started doing things with her to move her out of the situation Mm -hmm. and to get her mind to thinking about other things in life Mm -hmm. and preparing her for what's to come in her life. So I didn't want her to stay stuck in her in her depression because mm-hmm. when she get there so now she, she know gets to there. get to moving she knows you know to get to moving mm-hmm. and that she needs to do something or she needs to talk to somebody I just learned that yeah, yeah. and you don't know and then as parents as <laughs> yeah. uh, as Lucinda was mentioning when you when a family is broken and the and the family dynamics is down even even if the father is not in the home a lot of times kids are going to express that situation because yeah. they feel in some type of way of why does he not love me enough to stick around? Right. Why does he not care right. enough for me to do this for me? Why does it feel like that, you know, I'm his child, but he doesn't even see me. Right. And so right. kids carry that with them through life. And then they begin to express it in different ways. I always tell people, watch different signs. I used to always tell my parents. Just because a child doesn't say anything, you can be able to tell what's going on through their behavior. Mm -hmm. I said, because anytime you're hurting, it's going to show up somewhere in your life. Mm -hmm. Either it's going to show up with how you keep up with your uh, chores. It's going to show up somewhere in their lives. They're going to explode. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, they're going to do something that's going to te- that's going to show you there's a problem here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, parents get mad and say, "Oh, well, you didn't do this. Look at your room. Look at this. Oh, why are you gaining so much weight? Because it's a shield. It's a cover for them. So a lot of times, if I'm putting on all this weight, it's to cover me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, as a girl, and even as myself growing up, when I went through my own little stages of depression. I, I was dealing with so much and so many times that I came close to being uh, raped and different things like that. I felt if I made myself look more of a guy or dressed in baggy, yeah, clothes, baggy clothes, they wouldn't touch me right, anymore. Right, right, and right, so right. that's the mentality of a child. Right. So they're not thinking on the level of an adult. And sometimes we don't even think right. But mm-hmm. as a kid, we think we don't think past a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we don't know how to just say this is what bothering me. This is why I'm doing this. And then when your parents don't give you an open floor to talk, you hide everything right. that you're feeling. Yeah. And then it comes out in other ways. Yeah. Either their grades are dropping or they out being promiscuous or mm-hmm. they out hurting other people That's or they bullying sad. someone else or they're uh, keeping their room a certain way. They've been dis- disrespectful to their parents. There's something that's going to show you that I am angry with you. Mm-hmm. And since I'm angry at my home life, I'm going to act out everywhere that I'm at. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be any controlling. So even if I'm getting bullied at school, I can't come home and tell you that because if I come home and tell you that I'm getting bullied, the first thing you're going to tell me, well, why you can't fight? The first thing you're going to do is make it about me and my fault. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to the fact that this person is hurting me. You're mm-hmm. looking at the fact of what I'm not doing. Right. And right. a lot of times we begin to blame our kids. And so they begin to internalize that. And then they back off. Mm-hmm. Like they say, the first hurt that a child experiences is from their parents. Surely so is. everything that happens starts with the heart because kids don't process in their brains when they're little. They only process by the heart. When you hurt the heart, you're messing up the whole mind after that. That's and so that's where people forget. And they lose it right there. And that's exactly. So you have a bunch of adults that's still in kids' bodies. They so they're still living a kid life, but they think they're that's adults. Because the childhood shapes it right. shapes your life, and your whole trajectory, your childhood. It it it, it mm-hmm. however your childhood is, uh, but you know what? I, I hate to say this because I, I've it is, it is those rare cases. I was actually speaking on this. It is those rare cases where you can give a child everything and they still 
do, do their own thing. Do their own thing. We're not talking about those rare cases. We're actually talking about those cases where things did happen in your childhood and it was never addressed. You never feel comfortable speaking to your parent about something. You know what I mean? And again, like I say, I do feel like it's a, no, it's so much, not so much. Again, everything, I always say everything happened to you. You can go back to your childhood to figure it out. I even like right now, what me and my husband are doing, we actually do therapy when we talk to each other. So what was the trigger? Mm-hmm. We, we, we actually changed the language of, we, we, okay, we can still have a blowout argument. Then we got to come back. Was once we talk, we got to talk like therapists to each other. Now, uh-huh. what was it that triggered that? Why did you feel that way? Now, after you felt that way, <laughs> we're literally speaking to each other like that because we're trying to figure out, okay, we know, we both know we're both crazy. So let's go back. <laughs> right. Let's go and kind of kind of take the steps <laughs> to see how we don't go this far again because we, we know we can go both go on the edge real quick. Uh-huh. And so you really got to see what are your triggers. And once you learn your triggers, not only in yourself, but also in your kids, teach your kids triggers. I think that is the key. Right. What is the, what triggered you? to feel that way because you could be having a happy moment and then you you got molested by somebody but before he molested you took you to eat orange sherbet ice cream Uh and you see some kid eating orange sherbet ice cream and now you sunken in this dark place you're like what's wrong with her right you know what i mean what was the trigger you know what i'm saying so you got to figure out tell these kids find out these triggers because it's really not you it's the situation and i think if people start placing their thoughts on the situation not themselves they can get over it but at the same right. time it's like the same as like, they the, need like to they say what a noun is person placing things right and that's the same way right. that you're right. dealing with right. issues is understanding the person the place and the thing right what right. was it what was the thing that led you to that response in your life right what was it that got you here? Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you think that this was okay? A lot of times we we live our lives according to how we was raised and then mm-hmm. we place it on our kids. Sure what do. about um, generational? Like what if mental illness has is runs in the family? What if your grandma? Oh, that is Ill? true. What yeah. if your uncles? What if your? Mm-hmm. What, what if everyone's mentally ill? Literally. Right. So what if yeah. everyone's mentally ill and you sitting there bad shit crazy like everybody else? Literally. Right? And Literally. you're looking like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are normal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, a normal. Normal, and a normal person in the house. <laughs> it takes a friend to come up and say, what the so, hell is this? So what if you're the last, what if you're the, the last, last of know? a dying breed? And, and you kind of got to open that eye like, maybe, Something's... maybe it's something wrong with these motherfuckers. It's, it is... <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you say to that person? Or what do you say to even that kid that they their mama bad shit crazy, their daddy bad shit crazy. <laughs> and it gra- happens. Their grandma is evil and bad uh-huh. shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? The what thing is, say? the, the problem is that we have that we don't have the real conversations. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. don't tell each other the truth. Mm-hmm. We tell each other what we think that person right. wants to hear yeah. and need to hear at the moment. But yeah. we don't tell the truth and just saying, look. There's something wrong here. You've been doing X, Y, and Z for way too long. And because you did X, Y, and Z, I looked at it and felt that that was normal. And I come to realize that it's not normal. And everybody in this household been doing the exact same thing. And we have not got help. And mm-hmm. so the one thing, like my daughter told me, she was, Mom, you never took me back for counseling. You took me to counseling here and there, then you didn't take me back. I didn't take her back because of my own fear. Because what the lady was talking about with my daughter doing counseling 
it struck a nerve in my ex-husband. And because it struck that nerve in him, it made him angry, and he cursed at the lady, and it was so embarrassing to me that it shamed me for wanting to go back and take her there. Because the lady looked at me, and she simply said, if he's hurting you, you can get help. And I knew then she knew my secret. And because of my secret was out now to this woman, I refused to go back to see her. Mm. And it left me to leave my daughter in a place of being vulnerable and needing the help that she need. But I couldn't see past my pain to get her the help that she needed. Mm. And that's because that's what we do as people. Mm. We become ashamed of what's going on and what our kids have shared with someone else. And we no longer want to participate anymore. And so now our kids are suffering based on the fact of my feelings and based on the fact of my trigger. Mm. And so now I have changed the dynamics of the whole entire situation. Mm. Ain't that something? Yeah, Yeah, guy. I mean, this is this is deep. I mean, this 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 affects so many households that don't speak on it. Um, this affects so many kids. This affects so many marriages. This affects um, all. I think I you know Business all partners, all relationships. <laughs> this, all relationships. This, this mental 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 health affects all relationships, and like I say, that's why they always say money ain't everything. So people can have the world. There's like what's mm-hmm. the what's the woman? Uh, Anne Klein. Um, Committed suicide. Um, had a hundred million in the bank. Uh, committed suicide. You know things of that nature. It just money isn't was everything. Was it or was it oh, <laughs> Kate Spade? It oh, was, girl, yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> Honey, it was just an incline. That's why y'all like. I just, I, I, I just got in the suitcase I'm and rolled like, away. Right. I didn't know what to do with my body. Clyde, please don't call in or have your own. <laughs> don't troll us tonight. She made a mistake. <laughs> It was Kate Spade, guys, and we let's, we're going to correct that right now. Honey, just roll me away. Right. He rolled your chair on the studio. Honey. She just, she just kind of looked at me like, I look like why y'all like, looking at me. A, a, a big part of me is who's in Klein. <laughs> so I would say that, honey. Yeah, that's yeah. Hey. She didn't commit suicide. It I'm a millennial. I don't know. That sounds like something. 1983. Well, I don't know. Anywho, Klein is very old. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, baby, Kate Spade. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the now. same as with Robin Williams. Oh, oh, yeah. Robin Williams. You know, it just, it just, it just money. I'm telling you, if your mental state ain't right, nothing is right. Right. I don't care what's in your bank account. I don't care what's going on in your life. If your mental state ain't right from a child, definitely to an adult, nothing flows. And if you get it right and your family don't fuck with you, fuck them. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> But it's, but it's the truth. And sometimes sometimes you have to separate yourself from your family. Just because yeah. this is your line of people doesn't mean that you have to mess you have to be it's around okay them. It's okay to cut off. It is okay. I'm comfortable with that. Honey. It's okay to cut off. And sometimes you have to because everybody don't everybody don't mean you any good. Everybody's not there for your good. Some people are there for your downfall only. Everybody, and they can be your family and they only there for your downfall. Everybody don't belong in your front row. Everybody no. don't belong to see everything that's right. going good in your life. Everybody don't need an update. Everybody don't need, okay, what you post. Everybody don't need to see that because everybody's not for you. And I'm right. such a big I'm a big believer on energy. I am. People put out so much negative energy on you. You're like, damn, why am I having a bad day? Because you posted a nice picture of you sitting in the park smiling. Now Girl, everybody with 10 likes. No, you should get out of 200. Girl, I know. I had one picture. I, I got to say this. <laughs> I had one picture on Facebook. <laughs> and I know I was looking real fly. I know I was looking fly. I mean, I was looking 
fly. Okay, I got 16 likes. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. <laughs> and then somebody posts a picture of them sitting in the Looking car with bad, bad, bad lighting. Look bad, bad light. Bad. They looked real bad. I didn't going to say nothing. But you know what? Say, my picture is because I took a couple of pictures in the car. No, everybody <laughs> take pictures in the car. But I'm just thinking like, you know bad. what? She but I was fly. I didn't put no filters or nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, it was just realness. It was just like hot with like eight T's behind it. And I'm like, 16 likes. Like, are you serious? I said, you know what? Facebook is a fraud. I know, you know, everybody on Facebook is frauds and they're jealous. That's what I put. That's how I just named social media. I'm done. Now you see why mental illness is this. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with social media because this, this can't be real. It happens. It happens. That's why I, I, I haven't experienced news. that, but it happens. You haven't experienced it? No. So you, you, have, you have more than 16 has, likes. You have a lot. You have, you a, have family. You have a lot of family to support you. That's and support right. you. I, I don't. don't. They just fake. But the, no, well, no, at least no I have like, a lot of family that support me. Yeah, you do. You do. Y'all wear shirts and shit. Yeah, yeah. At y'all family. Who said that? T is still mad about these shirts. Who's T? Cleo Blue. Lucinda, are you still there? I think she's off now. Bye. Bye. Bye, bed. Bye, call a call back next time. Right. But yeah, but, you know what? It's yeah. I I do. I do. But that's but. the thing, and that's what we should not base our life around of how many likes because I feel like <laughs> I'm looking some type of way. Don't base what you put down for people to like it because oh, I, I said it was fraud. <laughs> and that's the problem. And people get, that they, they get stuck on that. And that's why you got all these uh, Instagram picture, models and, and no one. I said right. status. It was right. Oh, and, and baby, this, I know who I and, am. And you know what? But what, who pay, who's so paying attention to this stuff is kids. Yes, because they're they looking do. to see how many likes they, they get. Do. They're looking to see how many friends they can they're have. 16, and so they want to have, uh, they want to have a hundred, they want to have a hundred K, one K, you know, as followers on right. Instagram right, and, and right, people that right. they don't know. And they want to have all this fame. Because mm-hmm. they feel this is where is it at because people have made things that's not realistic mm-hmm. look real. Mm-hmm. And so we begin to chase after what's not real. Mm-hmm. And we think that's what's real because it looks good because I'm showing my body, I'm showing this, and I need to look good. And this is the way that I get attention. This is the way people notice me. Right. If I dress a particular type of way, if I wear my hair a particular type of way, instead of just being true to themselves, we, we have forgotten you. how to be true to us and live in our natural uh, our natural states. Mm-hmm. You know how powerful it is to be you? They don't understand how powerful it is to be you. you. I, I just learned. Mm-hmm. But some people don't know it's their powerful. They don't yeah. they don't I think, think they have any power. So when you don't think you have power, you don't live in your power. You, don't. you live beneath it. You don't it. talk in it. You no. don't walk in it. You don't you look live like beneath it. it. Yeah, you don't look confident. You don't work Confidently, you uh-uh. don't do nothing. No. Confidently, you can't cuss you people out good. You can't cuss. You can't. You ain't got no. I don't know. Sometimes they do, and they'd be terrible though. But they no. Nah, some people really don't just... cuss out people real good. But like when you confident, you can cuss out people real, real good. good. But you didn't have to cuss them out. You can just say some words that hurt them, hurt you their feelings you, without you, saying one single. When cuss you word. confident, I can cut. I could cuss people out. Very professional. You know who was good with that though? Phaedra Parks. I'm sorry. She oh, may be something else on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. She ain't on there anymore. But she would cut you with, with her tongue real quick and have it said a cuss word. And you'd be sitting there looking like, did she just, did she just do me do, like that? I, I've been she, told I'm very great at cussing people out professionally. That is such a skill that I 
grown into, <laughs> and I love I it. I can't take her tonight. I love cussing people out professionally. It's like How do you love cussing out people because, professionally because you can't check me on it. Because you know what's some bull crap. First of all, because I'm coming at you real, yeah. coming at you with facts. When you cuss people out, it's facts behind everything I'm saying. It's so it's like it's like, like I'm the telling. One time you. We did in that meeting. Oh, baby. With them two um, media ladies. Uh-oh. Baby. They were looking at us like, and we didn't say a curse word, because, we, you know, we was inside of a meeting, but they knew exactly where we was going, and no one can say anything, but mm. we need to talk to y'all after this meeting. That's because it. We cut into them so hard. Professionally. Professional. It's such it's such a skill that everyone, but again, you got to be confident who you are. Of Honey, such a, this is verbal and through emails. Oh, yeah. email cousin out. It's really good. <laughs> oh my god! But verbal, verbal is better than email because because ver- email could be you know you could people can kind of like go back. I don't like we all went that. completely off topic with Nada um, <laughs> and her confidence <laughs> and like and lack of likes on Facebook, right? But uh, right. But, but my husband tells me he's like these are the most likes I have ever gotten. <laughs> Facebook. Every time I have a picture with you, <laughs> I was like, "This is sad." But um, it is. <laughs> it is. But it's it, like you say. It's the support. I mean, that's I mean, how you support. When you support other people, and you mind, like their I, stuff. I, I, they I will like your as, stuff. I take it as me being too fleeky. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what I said. Honey, baby, I said this, the highlighter was popping. I should have got more than ten likes. I know. It'd be but that says the testament I, of my, who my surroundings is. <laughs> but then also, too, do you like their stuff? No, no. If you don't like their stuff, people are not going to come back and, and like I yours. That is true. I'm not even on. I'm not even know what it is. I I'm not on social media. I'm not on social media. And that's the problem. So when you don't like other people's stuff or send out congratulations or happy birthdays or hey, that looks good once in a while. But see, that's the problem. So when you put stuff on there, ain't nobody checking for you. We gotta do better. Talk juicy. We gotta. You gotta do better. So you gotta show love in order to get love, and that's where it comes in. I'm okay with it. You know what? Just just follow on some talk juicy. I'm okay. I don't need anything personal. <laughs> I'm okay with my own love. The thing is this. <laughs> love is a very powerful thing. The first thing that we learn to do is to love. Once we yeah. lose that, we lose our generation. We lose our people. We lose touch. Love through the turmoil. Like, love you have even to loving love. yourself, what is ugly. Now that, no one... Self-love yeah. is a big, huge thing <laughs> in life. Didn't tell you how ugly you get with yourself? Right, it's yeah. You, you kind of see how ugly it get when you in a relationship and By your yourself? siblings loving yourself. I didn't know. I ain't know I was supposed to love myself. It would have got ugly. It hurts. Yeah, you hurt yeah. yourself. Yeah. You will. It hurts. I know. Yeah, but the best thing you can do is to give love in order to receive love. Yeah, but you again, that is true. But you first have to love yourself. You get love you. Love if, you. if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. Take a really. bath. You I'm can't tell y'all. A bath is powerful. It is. <laughs> a bath. But you know what also is powerful <laughs> that sometimes people take for granted, sometimes just going and sitting by the water because oh, it's calming. It you know, we like to listen to it, to meditate to it, but sometimes if you just go out and just sit and you begin to actually watch. Levitate. I'm scared. If oh. you sit there and you watch nature at work, mm-hmm. you see the birds, you see the bugs, you see the trees, you see the water, you see mm-hmm. all these different things. And how they don't have these worries that we have. But at the same time, they're living the exact same life that we're living. Mm-hmm. The difference is we can't talk to them to know what they're experiencing, what's going on. If that bird really fell off the tree to commit suicide, we don't know. 
You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we're, we can't read their mind exactly as they can't read ours. Mm-hmm. But it's so awesome to sit and watch and see how they commune with each other. How they begin to help each other. If you notice, and one thing that we don't pay attention to, and in the Bible it speaks about it, is to pay attention to the ants. How they begin together with each other when they're trying to carry, I don't care if it's a piece of crumb, mm-hmm. but they work together to make something happen. Yeah. We bypass that, and we see ants on the ground all the time. They be gathered up together, and we mad about it. We want to step on every last one of them. Or mm-hmm. we want to, well, with me, I come out there and I spray them all, and I feel bad. Like, God oh, dang, I just killed the whole family. Yeah. But... They come together, generations of people, grandma and granddaddy, all of them there. But they come together <laughs> to support each other for a, for a divine purpose. Yeah. And we don't look at what's their divine purpose. They have a purpose just like we all have a purpose. You talking about ants. I'm talking about ants. <laughs> <laughs> they have a purpose, baby. They have they they serve a purpose, but you know, you'd be wondering what that purpose might be. But when I you watch the them and how they so they are strong. But they be carrying <laughs> that little piece of crumb that you drop, yeah. but it's gonna feed the whole army of them. That's but true. they know how to work together and they know how to share. Yeah. We don't do that as people. We, we keep don't. everything to ourselves, every secret, everything that we need. We, we don't trust. We hold it. We don't trust at all. And because mm-hmm. if I made it, I don't want you to make it. So I'm not going to tell you my secret how I got here. Mm. I'm not going to help pull you up. I'm going to let you stay where you at because, oh, I worked hard for what I got. You need to learn to work hard, too. That's not and always the that answer. Is- the truth, though, a lot of a lot of people do that. They do that. That's not the mm-hmm. answer. We have mm-hmm. to learn that, as they said in the old in the old days, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. It takes a village, period. To not everything. just to raise a child, but to help to everybody live. out to, to live. live. It takes a village, it and ain't. we need to learn to be more proactive and help each other. And also, let me just make this last point: understand that when people want to commit suicide, they're not going to tell you. They will tell you leading up to the fact. But when they're ready to make that actual commitment, you'll never know. You'll never know. They smile. They eat dinner. They'll do a lot of different things. They'll look at you. Probably even they, What they will begin to do is give you their items. So when people begin to pass on different things to you and say, oh, you want this? You can have that. Oh, you like that? You can take that. Here, get us to this person and this. They begin to mm-hmm. give their things away mm-hmm. because they prepare their lives to move on. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you. They'll tell you in some emphasis, oh, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to do this. A lot That's of times those are your cries. cries and help. sometimes it's just people who just blowing smoke because yeah. they just feel this is going to get my gonna tell you. But when they're actually ready to commit suicide mm-hmm. and they say this is it for me, they're not going to tell you that I'm about to leave this world. That's true. They're just going to go ahead and take their lives because guess what? The same as an addict, they don't want to be stopped. Mm-mm. Do we have yeah. a way for our listeners to connect with someone to speak with? Yeah. Yes. You know what? Yeah, it is. You know what? And I always say this. I heard it from a pastor. I forgot. He's a known pastor. I forgot his name. Oh, gosh. But a suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You know, um, it was once you do it, that's it. Ain't no undoing. That's is right. that's, it. That's, that's the final answer. And most problems are can be temporary if you seek out help. You know, sometimes they don't seem temporary because you've been dealing with it for years on mm-hmm. years on years. But it's the fact that you never got the proper tools to deal with your issues, deal with your mental health, to deal with, with people trying to pull you out that sunken place or surrounding. Unfortunately, or people, find a new path. That's no, it's not so much. You, you can't even see a path right yeah, now because true. you you can't, you can't <laughs> see a path. See I can't yeah. see my path right now because I've been so consumed yeah, with, with so much stress. Since a child, I've been seeing so much issues. I've been in so much 
tiredness and so much That's death, true. so much well, how about sadness. this? I just feel my life sucks. It's hard. Every not, time I try to come up, I get I knocked back down. Yeah, it's and just, it's, that's a real feeling, though. It I mean, is. I mean, I it felt is. that. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm keeping, I feel like I'm painting myself in a, in, against a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to pray, God, mm-hmm. please order my steps. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Guidance, you know, guidance of what's going on. You know, I need help, you know. And so it's like, I think we all have personally felt that to a certain extent. It may not be in the stream of suicide, it may, but you all, I think everybody have felt that dark place. Place. We don't, we hear it. We're humans. Right. We, we, it's, it's very normal. And that's the thing about mental illness. People feel that they're alone, but it's very normal to feel that. Very, but what well, you need to seek help when you don't, can't shake it. Right. That's when you really need to seek help. But, you know, it is help. Like I say, it's uh, most assurance, even if you don't have. You know, if even if you don't Medicaid, you know, you can seek help. Even if you don't have assurance, you still can seek help. Um, and it's definitely numbers to call. Again, we do have a therapist on our show. They can call me. They can call and contact us. But also, there's a mental health crisis hotline. It's free, and it's 24 hours, seven days a week, and it's on mentalhealthline.org. And you can reach them at 844-549-4266. Again, the number is 844-549-4266. And, you know, I just say seek help. You know, even if it's not for yourself, if it's for a loved one, especially your children, please, guys. I know everyone say, oh, he's just so sucked in his phone. He's so t-. No, really not. It's just a wave just to isolate themselves. You know what? Because I always mm-hmm. got to do a check with my door. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Leave the door open. You know right. what? I got to check on her. Just like a little kid that's a toddler that's quiet. You have to keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on your teens as well. I don't care if they're teens. As long as you are in my house, I'm watching you. Right. Know that I'm watching you. Know that we're aware that what's going on. We Know that I'm questioning what you're going. I'm always going to ask you, how was your day? What's going on with your friends? Right. I know all the friend drama, and I love it. I'm, I'm Keep me There's in the drama. A lot of it. Keep me Girl. in that. With keep girls. me in your drama. I want to know what's going on in that drama because that can that steers a lot. Exactly. That steers a lot of the like the sad story of the um the young lady in, you know in in Detroit. What was it last year? Killed. Other, these were honor roll students. Oh yeah, killed her over a boy. Over a boy, mental health issues. Yes. Okay, it shouldn't take you to kill somebody because I'm mad because they're dating some. You know what I mean? Exactly. And they were actually friends. You know, so it's just it's deep. It I need is. to know what's going on. I need to know all the drama that's going on in your life. Right. You know, please bring it to me because I can help filter out what's going exactly. on because again they said a child brain isn't developed till they're what 25 today 25 that's a long time that's a long time uh, literally to to long time to be and to screw up and, a lot to make a lot of bad decisions right don't feel bad because sometimes as they become teenagers they stop listening to you at times doesn't mean they don't hear you but sometimes you have to allow them to grow yeah. but you still stay in their ear and you still keep you know still keep giving them the good words but don't don't give up and don't stop. No, keep fighting for your child. They remember, kids remember everything. Everything, even though even but even in when you're going through something, and when someone talk talk to you, I could talk to somebody and tell them something years ago. They'd be like, hey, hey, Nada, what was that information you gave me? Yeah, you would think that they weren't even listening to you. But oh, girl, it was such a right. such such a such. But they hear you. They hear you. But they that's again, why you don't give up. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on your child. Don't give up on your loved one. Even if someone passing by, you can see someone down and out. Hey, how you doing? You know, I pass out a resource to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you can look at somebody's face and see that they're going through something. You know, right. never, never, you never know what a kind word can do to somebody, even right. a stranger. Never miss the opportunity Pass to love, say something nice. Love, never miss the opportunity to be a good person, to be a thoughtful person, to be a loving person. Because not only do it help them, but it also help you. Uh-huh. You'd be shocked at how you feel. Like, man, that felt good. Now you now you know. Now you have a purpose. How about that? Right. Now you know what you're supposed to be doing in life. You're supposed to be helping people. You know, uh, but it's, it's, it's always good to do that. So, again, seek out help, guys. Don't feel alone because we're not meant to to be alone in this world we're here to help each other connect share energy share energy and also if you need help with us you know we can help you also with your issues you can reach us call me I got a small circle (laughs) it is very very small honey it's very small and tight looking to recruit people every day Girl, sometimes it's best to keep it small. It's small no, and tight. No, it's real tight. Oh, and God. I think it curved right here. Me, <laughs> <laughs> you, Dave. That's it. That's it. It starts to get tight. That's it. Right here. I question people who they trying to get in, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a definitely a, a serious Tell them a joke. Process. If they don't laugh, they don't get in. <laughs> oh, you're not worth it. You're All not right. worth it. You're not worth it. DJ Tito's. Yeah. Nope. Listen, <laughs> go. oh, you got to go. Um, but. <laughs> Please, you guys, you can reach us on TalkJuicyDetroit at uh, gmail.com. Is that it? TalkJuicyDetroit at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can reach us on Facebook at TalkJuicyDetroit. On Twitter, which I still need help with, TalkJuicy313. Okay? Mm-hmm. Until next time, guys, always keep it juicy and always seek out help. Again, you deserve yeah. it. You deserve it. You know, you're not alone. Um, and don't feel like, you know, this world is just, uh, you're a bad person and nothing good can ever happen to you. It it is going to happen to you, but just know that you can seek out help. And if you don't have nobody to seek out, you can call us. We can help you. Girl, That's right. Somebody call me. Peace, love, and happiness. You just want somebody to call her. Somebody call. (laughs) All right, guys. See you guys next time. Toodles. Talking Slay Life. Thank you for joining Talk Juicy Tonight. Let us slay your life. Talk Juicy.